Okay, Power Rangers, let's do it! Go, go, Power Rangers! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 8 of Live and Let Die Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to go see Sentai Die Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, our listeners. My name is Matt J, and with me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how are you? I'm in better. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm totally <laughs> fine. I just realized that I say great every time. Uh, I actually am great. I'm totally fine. Uh, things are good. Life is moving along. At a pretty pleasant, predictable pace. All right. So, as I said, uh, this week we're watching episode eight. Um, I should have let that drag on a little bit more. Like, I just, I immediately told the punchline to my own joke. I feel like I kind of ruined it. Sorry, go ahead. You should have dragged on. They're like, well, you yeah, know, I've been just, better. You know, you know, I mean, I've been tired. I've been tired, man, in a lot of ways. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm completely fine. My back hasn't been the same since the accident. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, Okay, so, uh, episode eight. Dave, today we're watching episode eight, which, if you will recall. Oh, yeah. Is part two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of what we started watching last time. Um, now, uh, listeners, just to bring you back up to speed, if you've forgotten in the intervening week, last week we were introduced to, um, uh, they're calling him Iron Mask. Basically, it's, it's Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Yeah. Darth Vader and the Emperor, like, wander into Die Ranger and decide <laughs> to just, like, go ham. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a heck of an episode today, Matt. I think... It's, it, uh, Dave, man, I... This is going to be a good one. If this episode... I, yeah, if this episode is as good as the last one, I'm pretty excited. It's beautiful. Okay. Well, I'm I'm jazzed to talk about it. Uh, okay, but first, before we do that... Right. Um, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. Dave... What is our first star of the week? Well, Matt, uh, the first star this week is not actually anything that's... I mean, I guess it's sort of directly related to you and I, is that there are people uh, out there listening to the Super Sentai Brothers Live and Let Die Ranger that we do not personally know. Yeah, it's really weird. I'm, um, no, I'm super so excited. Welcome, but, yeah. I guess. Uh, I Thanks was, for listening. I was looking at the um, hosting website. Uh-huh. And on there, you can see where people are downloading from. Okay. Um, and most of them are all from the United States. Okay. Most of them are from Ohio. But, um, well, there's a few from, like, other parts of the country. I noticed we have a, I think we have a subscriber somewhere in England. No way! Because, uh, like, every episode gets at least one download from, like, uh, Southampton or something. Okay. So, well, hey, what's up? Uh, and then one of the episodes, uh, I think it was the special episode, got downloaded by somebody in Iraq. Whoa. I almost feel like that can't be real. I feel like that was somebody just like, like some sort like of a like bot. server bot. Yeah, just, just like it. downloading everything. But England, I buy. I hope that the England one is real. I hope the Iraq one is real. Yeah. I just, I feel less, I feel less confident in that. I, uh, you know what we should do, Matt, is uh, some maybe for like Halloween or something, since of course we don't. Oh wait, yeah, no, no. Next week is Halloween. Yeah. So what we should do for Halloween, since of course we can't wear costumes on a podcast, we should do the whole episode uh, in accents, or maybe just the intro. Maybe we'll just do the intro. I feel like I might get tiresome listening to this to do accents. Dave, I, I gotta be honest with you, that sounds like a lot of fun. It also sounds unlistenable. No, 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 it would be great. I do, I do good accents. It would be great for all of 30 seconds. <laughs> I have been told, Matt, that my accents are uh, as pleasing to the ear as my normal speaking voice. And I don't doubt that. Uh, no. You do a fine accent, but... Uh... Have I ever told you, actually, uh, in my theater class... Okay, so in my theater class, every year we do accents in the introductory... Like, the intro course, we do, like, a week on accents, and the kids all, like, pick an accent, and they have to sort of try and get it down. And, like, some of them do really well, and some of them don't do really well, because it's sort of, like, a tricky thing. But, speaking of England, I have standing extra credit. No one's ever been able to claim the extra credit, but there is a standing extra credit assignment if anybody can do, like, a convincing uh, Yorkshire 
Like anybody who can get, really? you, yeah, anybody who can do a convincing Yorkshire. Now, why Yorkshire in particular? Because it's impossible. Like it's so hard to do. I have been working on. I have been trying to get this Yorkshire accent down. I'm not even kidding. For like probably three years, like trying to like zone in what it is about the Yorkshire accent that's so distinct, and like I recognize it. Like I can, I can, I know yeah, what it is when I listen it. to it. I'm gonna be like, oh, that dude is from, you know, even if I, cause there's like parts of Yorkshire, you know, obviously. Sure. I'm like, oh, that dude is from the north of England. Like I recognize that sound, but like, I can't do it. And, uh, and every year kids are like, oh, we will totally do it. No one's ever been able to do it. You know, I have a, I have a similar thing with, um, South African. Oh yeah. The South African accent is really funky. Cause it's like, it's weird because it's not English or Australian or, Anything like that, but it feels like it's in yeah. the same family. It's sort of yeah, it's like so normally similar. if I hear somebody that like it sounds familiar but I can't peg it, after about ten minutes I'll just give up and say like it's gotta be South African. Yeah. It, I, yeah, I, it's I, a real funky accent. I do a similar thing in music. Okay. Where um there I've realized that there is a category of songs All right. that when I hear them I have the same reaction every time, and it's two <laughs> reactions in a row. Okay. One is I sit there and I say is this Phil Collins? <laughs> and then after about another second, I'm like, ah, I don't care. <laughs> but that's it. Like, and there are a lot of songs like that. Like, just, like, like it just I comes on the radio. Like, is Collins. this Phil Collins or Genesis or like something around there? Uh, you know, I and then I just give up. Phil Collins is in this ca- is in like a very. There's a lot of musicians in this category for me because I'm not like a music guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I enjoy music, but I'm oh, not sure. like. Like music, it's like a hobby for me. I just sort of like, oh, that's I enjoy listening to that. Um, with the exception of like folk music, I, I folk music is sort of like hobbyish for me. But uh, Phil Collins is in like the very broad category of dude that like every time I hear a Phil Collins song, I pretty much like it. Like I don't recall having heard a Phil Collins song and thinking like, this is terrible. Oh, it doesn't. I've got nothing against the man, right? But but I have also never made any effort. To listen to him outside of like, uh, you know, studio and like whatever. You're talking Su Su Studio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Su Su. Yeah, that one. And then what's his other, uh, In the Air Tonight? Yeah. Like I know those two songs. I have heard other Phil Collins songs, enjoyed them, and then promptly never looked into it ever. Generally, Phil Collins comes from the era of music that like when we were growing up, I knew who, like, because we listened to a lot of oldies. I yeah. knew who did those oldies songs, and I knew who was, like, making music currently. Mm-hmm. But there was that whole stretch of, like, late 70s to, like, mid 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, when I was a little kid, I didn't think about the fact that, like, there was a band, that band wrote a song, and that is what I'm hearing. Oh, okay. It's just like, you know, I didn't know who Rat was. I didn't know who Scorpion was. So, like, you know, if you heard one of those songs, like, oh, it's just, it's yeah. music. It's the it's the radio thing. It's the thing that comes on that radio thing. Yeah. <laughs> We're like old people already. Hey, it's like that song. Song comes on the, uh, what do you call it? The radio. You know, all those young men with the electric guitars. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Matt. Matt. Uh, second star. Second star of the week. Second star of the week. Uh, very, very exciting news, Dave. Okay. Uh, this is news out of Shout Factory. Oh, you told me this. This yeah. is exciting. And, okay. And relevant to our sort of shared interests, listeners. So here's the deal. I would assume. Yeah. At this point, I would assume that if you are, uh, listening to episode eight of Live and Let Die Ranger, you care something for the Super Sentai franchise. <laughs> right. Otherwise, I mean, good for you for sticking with it, but I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> yeah. Don't sell us short, man. We're really funny. Oh, I mean, I, we're very charming, but. Okay, so it is. Out of Shout Factory. What's, okay. what's this news? Um, they are releasing a DVD set of all 50 episodes of Ranger, oh. which is the show that immediately precedes um, Die Ranger, and it's the show that got turned into the first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And it's you can get it in America, and you can just have it. Yeah, you can just buy it. It's subtitled. You, it will play on like our region of DVD players. Yeah, you don't that's have awesome. To find it on YouTube and hope that those YouTube videos don't get taken down. Yeah. Which, which is what I did when I watched Shoe Ranger. Yeah, that's the thing. 
Uh, yeah, no, that's it. So, so it's Shout Factory. Yeah, and maybe we should we could put a link to it. Is it available now? Do you? No, know? no, no. It's coming out. I think this holiday season. Okay. Well, we should put uh, a link to it in the show notes or then something. We buy it. Yeah, that we should buy it. Uh, I'm, also, I'm super jazzed, not just because they're doing Zoo Ranger, but because hopefully that means that in the future they'll be releasing other series. Yeah, definitely. And not only will that be fun, but it will make our lives a lot easier. Way easier. Also, I would accept being sponsored by Shout Factory. Oh, yeah. So, Shout Factory, if you're listening, or if somebody around here knows anybody from Shout Factory, you let them know that we will totally uh, shill for Shout Factory. Uh, okay, so um, <laughs> among the long, long list of people that we would totally chill for, we're gonna have to work up like a spreadsheet for this, <laughs> just so I can remember all the people that we have offered to sell out to. <laughs> well, no one's contacted us. We'll start making the spreadsheet when people actually s- start offering to buy us out, so that we could sell out. Dave, we got to be hunting down these leads now. <laughs> always be closing. <laughs> always, always be closing. Okay, so Dave, what is the third star of the week? Um, Sorry, um, I'm just laughing about uh, Gary Gun Ross and Alec Baldwin. I, I'm sure you know this, Matt, but you do know that that scene is not the scene. The Alec Baldwin scene is sure. not actually in the original script. Really? Yeah. That scene does not exist in the original script. It is the only scene in that movie that Alec Baldwin is in, and I think he won an Oscar for it. Really? Yeah. Uh, they literally just did it. They needed a scene. So like I think it was like they just needed to like fill time or something. Like there was some reason, and I I'm not actually sure if David Mamey, who was the playwright, I don't know if David Mamey is actually the guy who wrote is that it scene. Mamey? I think it's just Mamey. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It looks Frenchy, so I guess I just say Mamey. Maybe it's Mamey. I've never bothered to look it up. Yeah, neither have I. Um, but anyways, yeah, no. It's I'm glad not, this has been productive. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not it's not in the play. It's just. It's just Alec Baldwin going crazy. Uh, so anyway, sorry. Our third star is third not Glenn Gary. Glenn is not Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, which I actually I also uh, I looked it up. I had to look it up because I forgot there are no female parts in that show because I was thinking about doing it this year for theater, mm-hmm. but I uh, can't do it. There's no female parts. Anyways, so the third star of the week, Matt, is that the LARP season has come to a close. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is I love it. It's a ton of fun. Uh, it is also, it's just a lot, you it's know a what I mean? a tremendous amount of work that you put in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, um, cause you know, like I run, I help run one of the camps and then even just playing is also, is t- it's, again, I don't want to undersell just how super fun it is. Um, but you know, it's just like, it's an intensive hobby. And so it's nice when the season is ending, you kind of, you can just sort of chill out for a little bit. You get oh, to I'll, take a vacation from your hobby, which yeah, is nice. It is. I, yeah, it is. It is. Which is sort of a weird thing to say, but it is, it is nice. Um, actually, Matt, also, the LARP season meet ending means that you have successfully evaded another year of having fun with your friends. So, good for you. Yeah. That's, uh, what, it's what, two years running? Yeah, two years. No, three years. Three years running. You have successfully not come out to the woods and have a super good time with your best friends. I'm pretty sure I was there three years ago. You may have come, like, a time three years ago. You have a costume. You have a costume. And you made chainmail. Oh, I am yeah, looking at hand. it. I am looking at it right now. It's a beautiful piece of work. It actually, it's, it's a very nice piece of work. Yeah, you made chainmail by hand. It took me months. Yeah, at no small cost to yourself in both financial outlay or time invested. You were working on that thing forever, and you have never used it. I have actually, I've seen it on you maybe twice, and then it lives on that chair. Yeah, I mean, I'll wear it sometimes if, like, people over and we were all having a drink. Well, okay, that's that's actually a very legitimate use of a chainmail <laughs> shirt. But you should, you gotta, you gotta come. You got you have a costume and a chainmail shirt and, I don't know, you have others. You need to come play. Uh, but yeah, so this LARP season is over. Hey, you know, maybe uh, there's always next year. There is always next year. I'm gonna... The eternal, uh, the eternal cry of the Cleveland sports fan <laughs> maybe this year what's the indians what's the indians slogan oh a few years what ago if? it was what if what if now what would have been <laughs> great about that is if it was like what if but like marvel comics what if <laughs> what if i would need to i was about to make some jokes and i realized i don't actually know any indians players i would have needed names to make the jokes right 
what was uh, Omar Vizquel? Omar Vizquel plays for the or played played for the Indians. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like when we were in high school, I think. <laughs> right. Uh, which was you know. He one time came into the Chuck E. Cheese I was working at. There was uh, there was, was for some... his son Miguel Vizquel's birthday party. And listen, anyone who names their son Miguel Vizquel is a monster. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Maybe they love rhyming names. He's from I don't know. I actually don't know where he's from. Um, yeah, like what if Omar Vizquel had been struck by cosmic radiation? I guess we might have actually won a World Series at some yeah, point. Yeah, that would have been. Or he would have gotten cancer. <laughs> right. Which is, which is more, ultimately more likely more like this scenario. Yeah, how come the what ifs are never like. Well, good that what ifs are never. Uh, what if this thing had happened to a comic book character, but like not in the comic book universe? Right. Like. There was a bit like that think, in what um, if Cyclops was born a mutant and he just is born and just has like some terrible deformity? There was, a, there was actually something like that in Flashpoint. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, Flashpoint was like this weird, like, grim, dark, alternate future of the DC universe. <sighs> DC, That was man. the thing that bridged the gap from old, good DC comics to new, terrible, new 52 <sighs> DC, DC just... Anyway, and... Like, I just the... want to sit down with DC, you know? Like, I just want to sit down and have, like, a... Like, I'm not a father myself. Like, I just want to have, like, a dad moment. Like, with DC, be like, listen, DC, you're going through some stuff right now. You're trying to find yourself. Let me give you some advice. I don't know. Chill out. <laughs> anyway, so what happens is that the Flash gets hit by the chemicals and struck by lightning yeah, yeah, at the same yeah. time. And then but instead dies. of getting super speed, he, like, is in the hospital for the rest of his life. Because he, like, got struck by lightning and splashed with a million different chemicals. And his, like, skin is ruined and he's in a coma forever. Until the end of Flashpoint when and then, he does have super speed and, the you know, we all get rewarded with the new 52. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, DC. Okay. So, actually, Matt, speaking of DC Comics, what is our fourth star of the week? Okay, fourth star of the week is... All of the crazy amount of comic books on, like, TV and movies right now. It's a broad star. It's re- I, dude, this is... Okay, just this season. Not, I'm not so excited, like, not movies. even... I'm so excited I'm not even doing full sentences. Not even talking about movies. Just the TV series that are on right now. Okay, We've we got, got second season of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which, holy crap. Oh, yeah. Dude, S.H.I.E.L.D. is so good. Yeah. It's so the good. We've actually talked about it. I think it was so good. We already, it was already a star. Yeah, that ago. was a star early on. Yeah, because Crusher Creel and everything. Um, there's the Flash. Right. There's the, like, what, third season of Arrow. Uh huh. Um, Constantine. Goth- Constantine. Gotham. Gotham. So how many is that? Five? That's five TV series that are currently running. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also, I'm still waiting. I'm really excited about the Netflix ones. I'm really super excited about this happening. Yeah, I know. Um, but I'm excited that they're, that they're happening. So have you, are you, have you caught up on everything? Have you watched all of it? Uh, I'm not watching Gotham or Arrow. Okay. I am actually also not watching Arrow. Uh, but I am watching Gotham. Actually, you know who's in Gotham? Is, uh. Donald Logue's in Gotham. Yeah, Donald Logue's in it. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Steve himself. Yeah. That dude from is, the Dow of that same movie. Right. That dude is not working off. I am a big Donald Luke fan. Uh, but yeah, he's in it. He's in it. And uh, going great. Going yeah. like really, uh, looks very like well, ghost had, of Christmas present. Yeah. You know, I, I, mean, I did just mention he had a very popular series of commercials on MTV in the nineties. Like he's not a, he's not a young man. <laughs> right. Right. And then, uh, just finally, um, I don't know if you saw it, the first episode of Constantine. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was a lot saw of fun. That. It was. It was really good. They're cool. A little couple of little like cool throwouts or shoutouts, I guess. Constantine, the character was a lot of fun, but was also completely loathsome and hated by everyone in his life, which is yeah. perfect. Which is perfect. Doctor Fate's helmet got in there. Yeah, which was cool. So yeah, I really like the actor. Yeah, yeah, he really seemed to uh, really get it. Yeah, I really felt him um, in the role. It was great. So there's not really much to talk about there. Um, and that you should probably do it. it for Star Four. Uh, Dave, what is our fifth star of the week? Ooh, uh, fifth star of the week, something I'm personally very excited about, is, uh, my birthday's coming up. My birthday's coming up. It's November the 4th, and we are having, I haven't had a birthday party in a couple of years, um, but I'm having one this year, 
I'm really excited about it. There is a new translation of Beowulf that's come out by Tolkien. So if somehow you are a person that is interested in that sort of thing and somehow hasn't heard about it yet, then you're welcome. And uh, so we're going to have a Beowulf party, Beowulf slash birthday party. Uh, we have titled it Dave Knocked. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to hang out and read Beowulf and drink mead and beer, I think. And I sure hope so. I've I've sort of turned on mead. Yeah, I like it. I like it, but not like a lot. You know, I want like a little. There was that period where it was like, yeah, me. Like, I am, I am of the old stock. Right. right. But it is good. I'm not of the old stock. Like, it's fine, but Uh, I prefer beer. Oh, so the, so the thing about, and then we're going to be eating food. And I don't, we're not actually going to eat real, like, Anglo Saxon food, because real Anglo Saxon food is like, like, like boiled lettuce and like fermented shark or something. Uh, we're going to eat food. That I think the Anglo-Saxons would have enjoyed had they been able to get it. Okay, that's my that's my sort of plan, like roast pork and stuff like that. I mean, maybe they probably had roast pork. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna be doing that, and we're gonna read Beowulf till everybody's sick of it. And you can do it's kind of costumey. If you want to do a costume, the two costume options are. I don't think I've actually mentioned this to you yet. You've not. The two costume options are either you can dress as an Anglo-Saxon. You know, like a tunic or whatever, or or you can do like Tolkien cosplay. So just do your best like 1940s Oxford Don. Okay, so actual Tolkien, not Tolkien character. Yeah, no, 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 not Tolkien characters. Tolkien cosplay, like you were cosplaying as J.R.R. Tolkien. Now, can I mesh those two where I dress up as J.R.R. Tolkien, <laughs> but then I just wear my chainmail? I don't. I don't <laughs> see why you couldn't. I. D- J.R.R. Tolkien may have actually just worn chainmail for funsies. Didn't, isn't there some story about how he would like, like scream like Anglo-Saxon war cries as he like drove his car like through red lights, just assuming that everyone would get out of his way or something like that? Uh, I I can't confirm that, but uh, Beth behind you. Oh, is, is she nodding? Thumbs up. Okay, yeah, that's totally a thing. So I feel like you could wear like a tweed jacket with, uh, you know, chainmail. So that's gonna be the party. I think it's gonna be a ton of fun. Uh, and yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Oh, and we are also, I think I told you this, that we are going to have a memorization contest. So whoever can memorize the most Anglo-Saxon poetry wins. Okay. I look forward to not winning that. Okay. I, dude, I have not, Beth so far is the front runner. She has like three stanzas of some poem memorized of Pearl, I think. Uh, I have not done. Oh, by the Pearl poet. Yeah. The the Pearl poet, the one who wrote Pearl. (laughs) Um, I have not done anything. I've only got a week, so so far Breath is the front runner. We may disqualify her from the prize since we're going to be buying it. I think the prize is going to be a drinking horn. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not like a crazy expensive one, but you know, like one suitable for hanging on a wall, maybe. How do you wash a drinking horn, though? Really, I don't. I don't think you do. Uh... I think how you wash a drinking horn is you think about washing a drinking horn, and then an Anglo-Saxon stabs you for being wuss. And then you die a straw death and he takes your drinking heart. <laughs> okay, so uh, once again, I look forward to not winning that competition. Because <laughs> best case scenario is I either have a dirty drinking horn or a straw death. <laughs> yeah, you know okay, what I... So, speaking of getting stabbed in straw deaths, uh, we're going to cut the five stars there. We're going to okay. get into episode eight. Episode eight is titled... Father... Father! Father! Two exclamation points, I think. Um, it's gonna be great. You're gonna love it. We're gonna love it. We're all gonna love it together. And, uh, <laughs> so we will be back in just a minute with that review. Alright, we'll see you then. <laughs> okay, welcome back. So we have just finished watching episode 8, and, uh, Dave, why don't you, uh, why don't you give us a real quick recap? Sure, uh, it's Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's Listen, Star Wars. That's my recap. Is it shining, Star Wars? In, shining in the heavens, there are five Star Wars. That's true. There's six Star Wars, actually. Well, not until the White Ranger shows up. Okay, good point. Good point. So, yeah, man. It was, uh, it was a great episode. Honestly, I thought of this as we were watching it. Like, if the rest of the show continues to be, like, just straight good, like, this is... I don't know how much of a show we're going to have left. Because the entire premise of our show is making fun of that show. 
Right, and when they actually have good episodes like this, it's yes. sort of tricky to find the right things to make fun of. Yeah, it's it's much more difficult because it is just legitimately fun. It's really good. Uh, that said, I did I put in Yeoman's effort, and I did find a whole bunch of things to make fun of. Okay, so um, if you remember where we left off last time, it was in the quarry. Right. Uh, they were fighting the Iron Mask. Kaku had just lost. Ryu showed up. He also lost. Uh, Iron Mask was about to kill Ryu until Kaku lays down the bombshell right. that uh, Ryu is Iron Mask's son. So Ryu stops just short of killing them, looks no, back. No, no, Iron, Iron Mask. Ryu isn't close to killing anyone, which is why I mention it. So Iron Mask stops just short of killing Ryu, and ba-ba-bum, cliffhanger. Cliff, right. And then we do, we open up. I think they just, I mean, it looks like they shot it all in one day. Yeah, it's know. just that scene continued. Yeah, there's, there's not even a, there's not even, it actually took me a second because they led right in from the last week on Die Ranger. And then they just start the scene. Like there's no, like there's no cut again. It just right. starts. So there is, <laughs> there is one thing I noticed is that whoever was doing the editing for this initial scene, if you don't remember the scene, sorry, they're in, lo and behold, a quarry and they're fighting. And then, you know, that's where we are. Uh, whoever edited this scene, Matt, has a real deep love of like dramatic cut to the, like, I'm sorry, I was about to say dramatic cut to the face, which made it sound as though somebody's actually getting cut in the face. That's not what I mean. Somebody is really in love with like the dramatic face cut. Like, right. cut to someone making a dramatic face <laughs> because we bounce back and forth between Iron Mask, Ryu, and Kaku, I think two to three times a piece. Like, we see Iron Mask, then Ryu, then Kaku, and no one's saying anything. It's like, just Iron a Mask. cycling, like, <laughs> shot of everyone's face in close-up doing, like, big eyes. Ah, but the, the best one is they do it, like, two or three times, is it's like, Iron Mask, Ryu, Kaku, Iron Mask, Ryu, Kaku, and that just keeps going. Like, I expected once, and then they would be done, but they weren't. No, that's never enough. And I feel like with this episode, they kind of needed to pad it out a little bit. A little bit. Because there's not a lot that actually happens in this episode. It's mostly okay. fighting. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. I was going to say, I feel like this is pretty, poor, you know, dramatic. Oh, sure. Uh, I was going to say portentous, but it's not really. Uh, it was action-packed, which means it's sort of plot-light. Yeah. So there's a little less to this for them to work out with the dialogue and for us to discuss. And so they and we are just sort of vamping right now. <laughs> uh, so, Iron Mask, he discovers this. He doesn't kill his son. Doesn't say anything. Just rolls. Yep. Like, he just leaves. Like, kind of teleport fades away. And they are just left bewildered. Stunned, I tell you. Yeah. So, scene cut. We are back in Murder Basement. And Kaku is sort of explaining the whole... He's giving a little more detail. Right, because Ryu at this point is totally in denial. He thinks that Kaku lied to Iron Mask oh, yeah. to stop Iron Mask from killing him. He actually, that is the exact thing. He says, that was, uh, you told a fib, basically, to save my life. And Kaku's like, nah, man, that's your, that's your dad. Yeah, and so what we find out is that, um, as we mentioned last week, Iron Mask was one of the original team of Die Rangers from 6,000 years ago. Right. Um, he betrayed them, he joined the Goma, etc. Now, is Kaku one of the original rangers? Like, we did get that from last week's episode, right? Do you want me to tell you? Well, just based on last week's episode, we saw that, right? No. Okay. He just knows of the original rangers. Right. Okay, got it. He was... Um, that clears up a point for me later on in the episode, which we'll get to. I won't go into it, just because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, you know, don't tell me. I don't want to... spoiler stuff, but he is not one of the original Die Rangers. Okay. So, they're in the murder basement. Kaku uh, is explaining. Ryu does get in a pretty serviceable, like, no! Like Luke Skywalker style. Oh, yeah. It's not... It's not the full-on Hamill, but it... It can't be! Yeah, but he does get it. It's pretty decent. He does a good job. He's trying. And so basically what we find out is that, like, 20 years ago, after, you know, 5,980 years in hiding, Ryu's dad <laughs> right. comes back to Earth and marries a human woman and has two kids, Ryu and Ryu's sister. Because Iron Mask has just been chilling out. Like, all the rest of the Goma are 
like sealed away somewhere. Yeah, and I don't know why that is, and they never really explained. I think it might be because he's not actually a Goma. He's that... like one of the Douse tribe. Okay, that could work. Because... So maybe he didn't get locked away when everyone else did. But yeah, he has just been chilling out for six thousand years. Actually, speaking of, if he is a loyal member of the Goma, he has really been slacking. I really, I mean, if you think about it, six thousand years. He doesn't have any sort of, like, infrastructure set up. He, in their absence, it seems like has kind of just been chilling out. Well, you know how it is, like, when your boss goes on vacation? Okay, yeah, fair enough. Like, imagine if your boss was, like, magically sealed away for 6,000 years. You're probably not going to get a ton done. (laughs) Just chilling out. Just, like, sitting around the office. He probably (laughs) tried for the first, like, you know... 50 years and then, <laughs> then realized that he, then just just had a lot of, he just had a lot of time to kill him. It's like, well, right. Kiryoku solitaire. I guess uh, it's time to get married to some woman. So we find out that Kaku has been, he's been watching. He's like, been Obi-Waning. Yeah. He's just been straight like, up. Chilling out, watching Ryu. Cause he like, knows, like he yeah. has, is aware from the very beginning what is going on with Ryu. And that's a really good point. He is. He is straight Obi-Wan. He knows all of this stuff, does not tell him anything. Not even when he becomes a Die Ranger does he tell him anything. Yeah. And he actually, we get the very strong impression that the only reason that Ryu is a Die Ranger is because of his dad. Well, yeah. I mean, it's probably, because if you remember, it has to do with their chi. Oh, because so ha- you have to have. Because have, they have to all have that chi power, and they right. have it innately. And I guess the reason that Ryu has it innately is because his father was Darth Vader. Okay, right. Or Iron Mask or whatever. Or whatever, yeah. Darth, Darth Mask. The, the Kiryoku is strong with him. Yeah. Um, you know the Darth thing? How all the Sith are Darths? Yeah. That, that is entirely... That's a total retcon. I'm sure tons of people know this, but I get a huge kick out of it. That it's a total retcon. Like, it was just Darth Vader, which is Dutch, I think. Yeah, it's like Dutch for Dark Father, yeah, right? It's just I don't I wonder what they call I wonder what they call Darth Vader in Holland? Is that what they speak Dutch? Holland, right? Yeah. What do they call Darth Vader in Holland? Is he just Darth Vader? Probably just Darth Vader, and they're like, Oh, I get it. Oh, that's really probably gave away the secret really early, but Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they called him Dark Father. I really don't know. I don't know. We should look that up. But yeah, but the the fact that the, all of the other Sith are also also Darths. That is totally a retcon. That was not an original thing. It was it was just Darth Vader. And then they were like, that actually sounds pretty rad. And then they all became Darths. Another thing I'm going to say, and okay, I'm sure we're going to have a ton of Star Wars references in this episode because it's Star Wars. It's just Star Wars. I'm really excited about the new Star Wars movies. I'm yeah, really excited. I'm tentatively excited. Okay, well, listen, here's what I'll tell you. This is why I'm excited, and let me see if this infects you with a little bit of my own enthusiasm. When Disney bought Marvel, if it hasn't come up before, we also really like comic books. Surprise, surprise. Anyways, when Disney bought Marvel, Matt, I was really concerned, because I love Marvel, mm-hmm. the House of Ideas, et cetera, et cetera, and, uh, you know, here comes Disney, and they bought it, and Disney is sort of the evil empire-ish. But everything that they've done has been really good. Like, really good. We've been... I mean, you and I have discussed on this very show how much we're enjoying kind of everything that's happening in the kind of Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah. And what I've realized, and I realized this a little while ago, and this is, again, why I'm excited about Star Wars is that there's something that Disney loves, and it's something that they love more than anything else. And you might think that it would be like the smiles of children. And you'd no, be, no, no, no. Yeah, you, you, if you thought that, you would be wrong. No, it's fat stacks of cash. Yeah, just the fattest stacks of cash. And Disney knows that I will give them money if they give me things I want. Like, I will give you money if you give me a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I'll give you so much. Well, I won't give you so much money. I'll give you like $10. Cause you, well, $20 because I saw it twice. But anyways, I will give you that thing. Like Disney has, there's no pretense about, well, there's some, but there's not pretense about Disney. They're not like, oh, we have like artistic integrity to maintain. They're just like, you want Jedi here? Just Jedi. Jedi for days. Everybody gets a lightsaber. Han Solo's got a lightsaber. Forget it. And I don't actually want Han Solo to have a lightsaber. But yeah, and I, I think the problem is, is that Lucas, 
he was like, I have this like grand artistic vision. And we ended up with crap movies that nobody liked. But Disney is like, we know what you like, and we're going to give it to you in exchange for your dollars. So I'm actually really excited about the new Star Wars movies. That makes sense. I will say that Marvel was already making those movies before Disney bought them. Okay, that's like true. The first couple of Marvel movies, were they weren't owned by Disney. That's true. And so they already had a machine rolling, making things that I love. The current Lucasfilm machine is not making things that I love, or at least hasn't recently. Yeah, so, that's another good point. How bad? How much worse can it get? It can't see, get worse that's, than Jar Jar Binks. That's why I'm tentatively excited because I feel like we've already seen the worst thing possible. So how bad? Yeah, it can only go up from here. Right. Okay. So, so Die Ranger. Right. Uh, Ryu does. He denies the truth that Kaku has told him. He, you know, he. It's a very like I'll never join you moment. And then we see him cut. Yeah, and we cut to Ryu, because Ryu just runs out of the murder basement. Oh, yeah. He just books it. And he goes to the beach. His friends do not follow him. He needs some time alone. And so he goes to the beach, and he's sort of staring out over the water, saying, Mother! Like, like calling to the spirit of his mother to tell him the truth about what happened with his dad? There's no explanation. But he is standing there. And he's kind of calling out to his mother. And then this picture shows up. Like, it lands at his feet. And it's of him and his, like, mom and sister, I think. Yeah, it's a a picture of his family from when he was a kid. But his dad's not in it. I don't think. But anyways. And it's, there's a moment where you're like, where did that picture possibly come from? And then he turns around. And Iron Mask is there. Right. Just kind of standing there. Because apparently Iron Mask just carries a picture of his family with him all the time. Which is kind of weird. For a, I don't think that armor has pockets, but for whatever. Monster. But he does. Uh, Iron Mask, basically, he says he feels really bad that he abandoned Ryu and his mother, but he had, like, Goma stuff to attend to. Yeah. And, and uh, then he gives him the, like, the Goma will soon rule this world. Come join me and you can rule by my side. Yeah, it's straight up join me and we can rule the galaxy as father and son. Like, there's no, no bones about it. Just, like, come... Join the Goma, we are gonna win. And, you know, because he's Luke Skywalker in this situation, he says no. Yeah. Although he's actually, it's, they feel like they mixed it up, cause he, this would have been the spot for the no, no, but he doesn't do it, he's already done it. And so what he does here instead is he asks, how is it possible for his father to have married his mother, because since he's like this evil monster, how is it possible for him also to love? Yeah. Iron Mask offers no explanation. He just, you know, like looks at him, but you can't really get a good sense got, of his right. He's got a mask face because he's got this big iron mask. You can see his eyes, and you can hear his voice, but that's about it. <laughs> that is the only thing you got. And then, um, so he leaves. Ryu also leaves. You do see the picture, like in the little ocean, uh, or it's like a little creek leading into the ocean. Ryu does not get it back. Uh, Die Rangers litter, I guess. They don't care about that. More important things, maybe. More important yeah. things to deal with than letter. Oh, no, he threw the picture back at Iron Mask. Oh, that's right. But Iron Mask does not take it with Because he's him. like, you're no father of mine. Yeah, right, but Iron Mask also leaves it. Now, go the letter. Yeah, that, okay, that actually makes a lot more sense. Okay, so scene cuts. Yep. And then we're back in, like, the, whatever the Gomez base is. I don't really know what it is. I think it's, like, a boat or something. It's, sometimes it's a boat. Sometimes it's a warehouse. Sometimes Some it's... Some sort of factory. Yeah. I'm not totally sure. But they're there, and the it's not Iron Priest, whatever the guy's name is. The oh, ah, uh, the High Priest. Yeah, the High Priest Ryu, Ryu something, whatever. I, the guy I that we originally remember. thought was in the KKK but wasn't. That guy, and he, he might be. We never got any confirmation otherwise. He is. <laughs> I feel, Matt. I feel safe in assuming that this character from a 1990s Japanese television show is not in the Ku Klux Klan. You never know. Matt, you can't see. Matt is giving me a shoulder shrug as to say, who knows? But I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that he isn't. But he is totally like force shocking, uh, Iron Mask. Like lifting him up and like slamming him around with, with the force. Yeah, yeah, lightning bolts. And he's just, he's super angry. He's like, you let him live because he was your son. You know, force lightning, which is red. It's not blue. I'm fairly, so it's different. Yeah, I'm fairly certain it is only red because they needed to avoid the lawsuit. Because otherwise... But anyway, so he is. He's 
like totally shocking Iron Mask, and the other Goma come in. Goma yeah, commanders, the, the Goma commanders, Shadam, Zydos, and Gara. Just looking, just looking really smug. Oh, feeling super great about themselves. They feel so good about the way this turned out. Yeah, because they were, of course, you know, they're angry that Iron Mask shows up, and uh, you know, now they're saying should have left it to us the whole time. So they feel really great. The priest guy, the high priest, says, "Well, I am responsible for the failures of my students, or my student," and he transforms into his goma form, and he's he's like a saw. Yeah, his high priest saw. Yeah, I'm not really sure. However, uh, this actually isn't in my notes, man, but I did just think about it. Saw, you know what's unique about a saw? It has teeth? No. You would not find it in a lady's purse. Oh! Yeah. Wow. I know, right? I mean, you might find a nail file, but that's not quite not, the same. Yeah, not the same, man. This is the first one where wow, we really see... really branching out. From, yeah, going away from the accoutrement found in a lady's purse. So, Saw Priest, then he's got, like, two double-bladed saws, sword things. He actually looks pretty cool. He's got, like, a collar made out of saw blade. That's a little bit weird, but whatever. And so he says, I'm going to go wreck the, I'm going to go wreck the Die Rangers. And he leaves. I'll be right back. You chill here. It'll only take a little while. (laughs) Right. Um, They, uh, scene cut, back at the cafe. And it's just the uh, it's the four rangers minus Ryu are sitting around talking about how they're sort of worried about Ryu. Um, and then suddenly Ryu walks in, and he is happy as a clam. Yeah, but not. I'm not buying it. Oh no, no, no! Here's the thing: like Ryu at this point is denying so hard that he has like straight up had a break with reality. He's like <laughs> laughing like a maniac. He's, he's just like, saying, no, like, guys, it's great. <laughs> Everything's he's not cool. my dad. My dad died when I was five. Kaku's crazy. He's, he's crazy, right? I mean, he's, he's, he's got to be crazy. Be yeah, it, uh, my notes actually just say Ryu is clearly losing it. Yeah, I have uh, back at the diner, Ryu has actually lost his mind. <laughs> right. Um, so they're hanging out. They are at the window seat at their favorite cafe. And then... Saw Priest, we cut to Kaku, he sees Saw Priest on his, like, tube, like, vacuum tube television that the Saw Priest is, like, wrecking stuff. He hops on the CB, calls the Rangers, says, you gotta go fight this guy. They run out, the the Saw Monk sees them, teleports them to a quarry slash beach thing. Sort of like a cliff face next to us. Yeah, 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 that works. It, it, It does look, like, halfway between a quarry and a yeah, that is pretty much exactly the look that we're going for here. And then the fight starts in earnest. Okay, now here's the great thing about this fight, is that the very first thing the Dire Rangers do, they don't even stop to properly transform, they just run straight at him. Oh yeah, that's right! Transform in mid-stride, and just jump straight to their finishing move. Yeah, like they the are not messing around. Bomber. They do like the five-man chief fireball, throw it at him, they are not messing around. And High Priest <laughs> Saw just, like, catches it. Does not care at all! And throws it back at him, hitting them all so hard that they are uh, broken out of their Die Ranger form. Yeah. Oh, wait, there is one thing that happens just before that, is when the scene opens, we see that Iron Mask is, like, on the cliffside, watching this whole thing. So the priest has, like, brought him to watch the destruction of his child. Which it is obvious that the priest has never seen Star Wars because, you know, he would know that that's a very dangerous situation to put yourself in. But he, did, he has, clearly hasn't seen Star yeah. Wars. And so he brings Iron Mask along to watch the destruction. So what's weird is he's never seen Star Wars, right? Obviously. Well, we would assume so. Because he's just gotten out of whatever mystical prison the Goma were in for 6,000 years. But. Iron, Iron Mask. Mask has been out for 20 years. Yeah, he's totally seen Star Wars. Like, he came out, this is 93, he came out in 73. Yeah. So he was around for all three of the Star Wars movies. You've got to think that he's watching this and be like, man, man, this sounds, this looks familiar. This looks real familiar. I, I feel like I know where this is going to go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, the evil monk. Oh, that's right. Evil monk doesn't even use his monster form. He, like, teleports back to his, like, regular person form, and that's when he catches, like, the, the Kiryoku bomber. Yeah. Like, he's not even, like, hulked out. He's just chilling right now. So at this point, the fight is basically over. The Dire Rangers yeah, are all, it. like, just barely conscious. 
and I think you can guess what happens next. Yeah, the the Emperor just goes crazy. Uh, he starts throwing the lightning bolts at uh, Ryu, throwing him around the room, yeah. picking him up. <laughs> <laughs> Style. Like, yeah, oh yeah, it's perfect. It is. It's really fantastic. Uh, Ryu is looking up at Iron Mask, like, Dad! He doesn't even, he doesn't say father, which is sort of a bummer. He's like, Dad! Help! It's kind of lame. Father! Right. Help me! But he does! But Iron Mask, like, jumps in and goes and, like, stabs. Well, fights with, uh, High Priest Saw. Yeah. And High Priest Saw, like, zaps him with the Force Lightning. I mean, it, and like, then, guys, uh, it's just, it's Star Wars. <laughs> The, you know, and then Iron Mask stabs, I mean, okay, he does stab him with his sword instead of throwing him into, like, the heart of the Death Star. We actually did but stop. But that's only because there wasn't a Death Star handy. Yeah, we actually did stop, and we Matt and I were discussing while we were watching this, if we should just do the episode about Star Wars, but change the names. And see and if see anybody if, noticed. Yeah, see if anybody caught that we were just doing Star Wars. So, yeah, it's just, it is the end of The Return of the Jedi. There is also, there was one thing that they, they do real quickly is while he is, um, sorry, by he, I mean Ryu, is, like, seeing this whole thing happen. He's getting, like, lightning-shocked by the evil monk. He cuts back, and we see his uh, sister. He also has a sister that could potentially have Kiryoku and fall to the dark side if it became necessary. Yeah, and the thing is, I don't, man, I don't recall his sister ever showing up again. I really hope she does. I hope she does, and I hope she falls to the dark. I hope she joins the Goma. I, I feel like I would remember that, but... Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's a good point, actually. But I, I honestly feel like she's just in this episode, or this two-parter, so that they could have yet another Star Wars parallel. <laughs> I, I hope so. Because it's clearly very conscious. Like, they know that they're just doing Star they Wars. They have to. So... So, again, so Darth Vader redeems himself. He stabs the evil monk. Uh, they fight, 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 and then he does, he, like, force pushes the evil monk, like, over a hill. Yeah. So we don't see him. And then he does, like, the Darth Vader death scene. He's lying on his back. Ryu runs over. They have a heart-to-heart. Ryu takes off Iron Mask. He mask does! He takes his mask off! So he can look on him with his own eyes. <laughs> um... Spectral Jedi show up. Spectral Die Rangers. Yeah, the the four Die Rangers that he had betrayed and killed show up. Like their Force ghosts all show up. <laughs> like like the <laughs> like the scene on Endor at the party. Hey, right. I was actually they don't burn Iron Mask's body, and I was really disappointed. I like, was I, too. I was super bummed out. I really wanted there to be a scene where like they put his body on, a, but they don't. They don't. But there are Spectral Jedi Rangers, whatever, and. uh they reveal, big reveal here. Oh yeah. So what had happened was the Tenpo Rai Rai balls have a hidden power, they say, right? Yeah. That was never unlocked before. It was never unlocked before because Iron Mask had betrayed them. Yeah. And so they never got a chance to do it properly. So Iron Mask and the font and the four other spectral Die Ranger Jedi. Yeah. Um, like they all... reach out and touch the Tempo Rai Rai balls. And they all glow brightly. Yeah. There's like a flash of... Right. Yeah. And their power is unlocked. Yeah, it's great. Um, and then there's, there's a great moment where Iron Mask looks, and he's like, oh, you guys forgive me too? And then he becomes a Force Spectre, basically. Yeah. And then all of the original Die Rangers, like, peace out. They're gone. Fly back away up into the heavens. Yeah. So that's great. It's a very touching moment. Okay, so that is the end. Oh, wait, no, sorry. No, it's totally not. So this episode is like, imagine if after Vader killed Emperor and rejoined, like, Obi-Wan and Yoda as Force (laughs) Ghosts, the Emperor then came back as a giant monster, and, like, Luke and Han and Leia all had to form a giant robot to kill him again. Dude, Mon Calamari Star Cruiser plus, like, X-Wing, X-Wing hands? I don't know. (laughs) I'm just mad that I'm never going to see that. I know! Wouldn't that be fantastic if, see, this is, okay, if you are sort of like key, if you follow Japanese like pop culture at all, you might know that Japanese pop culture, like they import things from the West, but, but in a, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes when they do it, like they will, they'll, like they read like the Cliff's Notes version and then they just like fill in the rest with their own stuff. Like there was a Spider-Man show. Did you ever, have you seen episodes of this show, Matt? 
the oh, Japanese the, Spider-Man the show. live action show? Yeah. Oh, dude, have we not talked about that on this show? We haven't talked about that on this show. But because, has, I'm assuming you've seen it from Japanese your reaction. Because Japanese Spider-Man actually has like a really important role in the history of the Super Sentai series. No kidding. Yeah. No, I have... Go ahead, man. I had okay. no idea. So here's the deal. Um, All I know is that it's sort of Spider-Man, but it absolutely isn't, and it's completely insane. I've seen like two or three episodes. No, okay. So I'm not going to go into exactly what the story of Japanese Spider-Man is, but... um. He does not get bitten by a spider. He is given his powers by an alien from the planet Spider. That's right. And he has, like, a giant robot. Here's the thing, though. What happened was there were the first two seasons of the Sentai. So, Go Ranger and uh, Battle Fever J. Okay. Right? And following Battle Fever J, there was, I think that year there was immediately another um, Sentai series. Okay. But what there was was Japanese Spider-Man. Oh, it was a okay. co-production of Marvel and um, is it Toei. Yeah, I think makes, so. Uh, makes Super Sentai. I yeah. should know this. I'm sure someone listening to this is just shouting at me, and I'm sorry, but I don't know off the top of my head. I think it's Toei. Yeah. Anyway, so it's a it is a combined venture between those two things, and basically it follows the same formula as like Common Rider and Sentai. Okay, where he's a dude who transforms into a superhero, and he also, and this is important has a giant transforming robot. Okay. That was the first time there was a giant transforming robot. Oh, Spider-Man is the is the primogenitor of the giant transforming robot. Yeah, and so actually for years later, those first two seasons prior to Spider-Man uh-huh. were referred to as Sentai, and following that was Super Sentai. This, the distinction was the giant transforming robot. No kidding! Oh, that's awesome. Um, and so yeah, there's this weird, like, really important connection between... <laughs> Japanese Spider-Man and the Super Sentai series. Oh, that's really cool. I did not know that. Where I was going with that, ultimately, before we launched off on that very interesting digression, was I was really hoping that there would be, like, a Star Wars version where, like, they just kind of got the cliffs notes and then filled in the rest and were like, eh, giant spaceships, robots, let's go for it. Seems about right. Right. And, uh, oh, dude, the Death Star could turn into, like, a Unicron-style, like... That would be amazing. Super, I know. It would be super amazing. I would watch the heck out of that. So if anybody out there wants to... <laughs> Was that just a sad sigh knowing that it'll never happen? It's it's a really heartbreaking now that I'm imagining it. Yeah, now you're thinking about uh, Death Star Unicron. I know, right? Dude, he would okay, have, the, so we he gotta, would have we gotta... the laser in his chest, and he could like... Yeah, that'd be really yeah, cool. They have the laser in his chest. Ah, <laughs> so, oh! Okay, so we need to get me out of this funk by finishing this episode. Okay. Uh, okay, so the Iron Monk is still alive. He, like, jumps out, and uh, the Rangers are have they're ready this time. Right. They're going to do the thing. So they don't even mess around. Because they just summon the right. Kaiden beasts straight off. So Rusio comes, and he transforms into his, like, giant person mm-hmm. form. Yeah. And then they use the unlocked power of the Tempo Rai Rai Balls to make, like, the full-on legit Megazord. Yeah, it's it's great. You may remember, this is when we saw in the special episode, we had never seen it before, and I was a little bummed out because we didn't get to see, like, the introduction of the thing, but... Here it is. This is the introduction of the thing. Yeah. And actually, I remember in that episode, Dave, you were saying that you thought it looked more Japanese than Chinese, like samurai armor. Well, it looked sort of samurai, yeah. I looked this up because we were trying to figure it out. Apparently, it's styled after, like, a Ming Dynasty armor thing. Cool. So it actually is based on a Chinese thing, but... Nice. That makes you feel a lot better, I mean, when you transform anything into a giant robot, it's always going to look a little Japanese. It is a little bit. A little bit. Um, But the giant robot's name is... I wrote this down because it's a little bit... Dairenno is the giant... Is the full-on, like, giant, you know, armored robot. He does have a sword, which, of course, he does. Like, he totally has a sword. But then this, this I think is actually, we're done with Star Wars now, by the way. Star Wars is over. Yeah. Uh, this I think might actually be my favorite scene in the episode, just as far as like a legit scene goes. Oh, I do have down in my notes that the Iron Monk is not attacking them while all this is happening. It's very polite. He's waiting for like his enemy to achieve his final form so then they can fight. Uh, and then my notes just say, here we go! Because that's when the giant robot appears. I was really excited. <laughs> Uh, there is a flashback to something that happened 
literally less than five minutes ago. Like, like when they're, when the robot is forming, Ryu has a flashback to talking to his dad, which again, there wasn't a commercial break and it happened less than five minutes ago. So I'm not really sure why we needed a flashback for that, but we got one. Just padding that episode to the very end. <laughs> right. So, uh, it is suddenly, so the Dairano is formed. The saw monk is on the other side. It is suddenly evening. The sun like hangs red in the sky. These two foes are like facing each other. They don't seem to be on a beach anymore. Now they're on like a big flat plane where they can properly fight. And they are just, I think they called it a soundstage. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh dude, this is fantastic. So Dyrano is just standing there waiting, has not even drawn his sword yet. This is really key. Has not drawn his sword yet. Waits until the Iron Monk already has his, like, saw swords out and is running at him. Like, waits until he's, like, just, like, a couple of feet away. I mean, okay, like, you know, giant feet. But a couple of feet away. And then, like, boom! Pulls out his sword, drops, and I only know this because of Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong, like, Ayajutsu, where he, like, you draw your sword super quick and just, like, take the dude out in one shot. There was also a prestige class in Dungeons and Dragons called the Ayajutsu Master. Anyways, so just drops him in, like, one shot, like, turns around, hits him one more time. Iron Monk stumbles away. Dairano doesn't even look at him. Like, turns around. She's the sword. Yeah, turns around. She's the sword as the Iron Monk is, like, going down in the background. Like, that's cold, man. And it just explodes in the background. Yeah, it is, that is a cold moment. Like, Dairano is pretty, pretty tough. It's, it was really impressive, actually. Um, oh, also, when Dairano, like, pulls out his sword and hits him, we absolutely do get a quick shot of, like, an old style, like, Chinese, uh, like, in, ink, ink landscaping painting. Oh, that just appears behind him. That just appears behind him. I was really hoping we would get maybe, like, cherry blossoms. But I guess that's a little more in Japanese. Uh, you got cherry blossoms um, when Rusio attacked. When oh, Rusio that's right. You do like get the... That's right. Spinning okay, so at least they got in there or whatever somehow. Uh, there's a name for it. I don't remember. So that's it, man. And that's the end of the episode. Well, there's a real quick... There's like a real quick thing with like the Die Rangers on a beach. And the Rangers are like, Hey, you hope everything's cool. Sorry you found out your dad was an evil traitor and then you made up with him and then he died. But Envy was like, eh, it's cool, guys. I'm fine. But that's then, that's the end. Like, that's the very end. So that's it. Um, so Dave, what are your thoughts on this episode? Man, again, uh, if all of the episodes following this are this good, I feel like the tenor of this show is going to change a lot. It's, it was, it was really fun. I mean, as we mentioned last week, you can only go so wrong if you just do a, right. a redo of Star Wars. But it was great. It was really fun. It was some cool special effects. It was dramatic. They were fighting. We finally got to see the giant robot guy, the one that I've been waiting for. So that was great. Uh, I, I really liked the episode. <laughs> um, what's going to happen as we go forward? And this isn't a spoiler or anything. So I'm just going to tell you about the format thing that's going to be happening. Oh, okay. Is that the, uh, the five rangers and then eventually the sixth ranger. Yeah. They sort of all get episodes that focus on them. Okay. And the different rangers, like, when it's a Ryu episode, it tends to be a little bit more um, serious. Like, it's actually, like, a cool episode. Yeah. There's, he gets a sort of personal nemesis later on. It's great. Oh, nice. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, when it's a Shoji episode, everything is absurd. It's just completely bonkers. Nice. So, okay, we are right going to continue to get episodes like this periodically. But okay. it's not going to be, like, an every week thing. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, yeah, man, that's, those are my thoughts on the episode. My high point, high point for the episode, I think, is the Dyrano I mean, you've like, been final waiting for it for scene. so long. I have been. I sort of had to be, didn't I? But, yeah, man, Dyrano delivers. He's totally great. My favorite is honestly just how unapologetic they were about, <laughs> like, just doing... It's <laughs> Listeners, if, I know that a lot of you probably aren't watching the show, um, and I get that. I know you're all busy people, but seriously make time it's just star wars make time for this like by the end of it the first time i watched this show i was cracking up by the end of the episode because everything is so close to it's perfect yeah it's 
It, it's every Star time, Wars in 40 minutes. Every time that you think that it's not going to be Star Wars again, it is. And it's just... <laughs> every time. Just they, check it out. They don't miss a beat. So that's it, man. That's uh, it, yeah. That's pretty much our show for the week. Yep, that's going to do it for another episode of Live and Let Die Ranger. Uh, before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail.com. And if you want to get any future updates on the episodes or check out the things we mentioned on the show or just talk to us, we're on Twitter at Super Sentai Bros. If you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. It helps people find the show, um, and it makes me feel good personally. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's just like I need a, that. I need that little it just ego validates boost every me week. As a person. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm doing okay, but you know, you could always help. <laughs> right. uh, okay. So once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave, and we'll see you next week. Oh, yeah!